Hi, this is Coleman. And this is Beth. Welcome to the Holiday Moves Podcast. Where we share our love of the holidays with you year-round. This is Sydney, and I will be talking about the history of the Easter bonnet. And this is Randy. I will be talking about Easter in Japan. Hmm. Yeah, but we will talk about holiday happenings first. We are in the very end of February when we are recording this. We are now post Valentine's Day and gearing up for the big St. Patrick's Day celebrations Woo-hoo. and then Easter after that. Uh, I've taken down my Valentine's Day decor and put up the St. Patrick's Day decor <laughs> mixed in with my winter decor. That's right. Um, so that was quite a process. Your winter decor, yeah. which is totally normal for people to leave out functionally Christmas decorations. It's a lot of snowmen, which are winter. Winter, winter yes. Yeah, but it is almost March now. It's, almost. it's getting there. I know for me, I've had, I took down all my Christmas stuff, but I had piles of Christmas stuff in my office. So I finally decided to, because I have to kind of pack everything in in the correct way into my office closet where I store all the holiday stuff because I only have so much space in there. So I finally decided to uh, empty everything out. And then Jenga it all back in. Yep. So now I have a lot more office space. Nice. That's that's good. Until you need to get it back out again. That's true. But I shouldn't need to get anything back out until... uh, September. Halloween hits. Yep. So around September. Yep. Late August, maybe. So how was your Valentine's Day, Cole? Mine was good. Kelia and I uh, spent it together. We just kind of hung out. We watched some, some movies and stuff. And... We spent time together, had dinner together. Um, I know not all couples do this or families do this, but we did uh, a few presents for each other as well. That was a tradition that uh, we always did in the family, which I was never opposed to. (laughs) Uh, Valentine's Day was probably the the smallest gift-giving holiday, though. In our family, yes, definitely. In our family, now I think about it, because we did some on Easter, too, Yeah, and that was like uh, a couple of things. Valentine's Day was usually maybe one thing, maybe two things, Um, but... And a lot of candy. That was nice. I gave her a pair of slippers and a candle and a box of chocolates, and she gave me a new office desk lamp, which I've been really wanting. Nice. Um, So those are really fun. She had she had only requested slippers without any more specification <laughs> other than the fact that they they need to be fluffy. So I got her Baltimore Ravens slippers. Aww. That's so funny. Fluffy ones? Yeah, they were fluffy. So she wears them all the time now. That's so funny. That probably makes you happy. What about you guys? Did you do anything? We didn't go out for Valentine's Day. Did you guys go out at all? Uh, it was a the day itself was a work day, so we actually celebrated uh, the weekend before and and then. Um, and gave cards to each other that that evening. Mm-hmm. Um, give cards and cards to each other. So yeah. yeah, as the kids got older, the gifts ended up being gift cards. Yeah. Um, when they were younger, we always wrapped gifts for yeah. them. But yeah. when they got older, it was gift cards. And then, of course, Randy and I like gift cards. So yep. Speaking of which, you guys did send Valentine's Day cards to me and Kelia, which we still have out. I think hers was a llama card, and mine was a. a cat and a cowboy hat and bandana yeah. <laughs> those card people are so clever they are 
Um, How do they think this? Is and you guys are just uh, giving us a lot of Disney gift cards, which keep it up because <laughs> now we've pretty much got enough to go to a park for free. Yep. So we were thinking of maybe trying to go in uh, in March. Or like we don't want to, the weather's nice around here and we don't want to wait too long because it'll start getting crowded yeah. pretty quickly. What are your highs this time of year? Highs? Uh, let me think. And Cole is in Tampa, Florida. For those who don't In know Tampa. Usually it doesn't get up to 80. It stays okay. in like mid to high 70s and then sometimes it'll drop lower significantly lower on some days that's nice yeah yeah so that's a good that's good weather and in florida you have a, a wet season or a dry season so we're in the dry season right now which is nice oh okay oh is it humid or not is it a low humidity, low humidity now yeah. oh nice nice yeah sweet you don't think of that with florida very nice and of course we've got easter coming up soon which is uh what our topics will be about today as well but the stores are packed with easter candy yep. Um, Easter baskets, Easter baskets, Easter decor, decor stuff to bake, Easter, Easter baking stuff, yeah. sprinkles, Easter gifts. I found um, a little. Uh, don't tell her, but I found a little Easter doggy section at Walmart. So I got Noelle a little Easter peep uh, toy. Yeah, Aww. it's so cute. I don't know how fast she'll be able to tear it up, but it's so cute right now. And I got her her first Easter basket. It's yellow. It's a little chick. I say a little chick, but it's actually a fairly big, like, nice Easter basket. And it's soft. So that's been cute. We celebrated her birthday. Was it just yeah. last weekend? Her yep. first birthday. Her birthday is on February 23rd. And um, I had gotten um, puppy birthday decor to celebrate her birthday from yeah. my grandparents for Christmas. It came with like a little happy birthday banner and another like little blow up balloons that read out let's party like let's party but it's spelled P-A-W-T-Y like a little paw Yeah. and I had balloons <laughs> and we had presents for her and she loved it. She's getting um, much better about um, unwrapping gifts such as tissue paper, ribbon, and taking off wrapping yeah. paper from gifts. So she really enjoyed it. We really enjoyed it. And it was super cute. And I posted pictures on her birthday. And yeah, very fun. So you I, made a cake for her too. That's right. Um, I think one of my favorite things was the cake. Oh, really? The, it's, it was a um, puppy-friendly cake. And when we were taking pictures and singing to her, I was holding the cake. Sydney was holding Noel. And just like any one-year-old, she was, like, eating part of the cake while we were trying to take pictures. She was licking the icing off and taking <laughs> little nibbles. So it was really cute. It was. It was a uh, dog-friendly cake. It came with, like, a dog bone silicone mold. And it was, like, cake flavor and the icing. It came with, like, puppy-friendly icing and sprinkles. She loved all of it. I actually took a little nibble of the cake myself, and it did taste like a birthday cake, so that was kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was just a birthday cake that was okay for dogs. Right, right. So the ingredients oh. were probably much better than any cake <laughs> for people. And Sydney did a good job of putting the, just a little bit of icing around the edge. So mm -hmm. she wasn't like 
getting too much sugar. It was enough to have a little taste of it without being overwhelming. But she, you yes. cut her off a piece, and then what does she do with that piece? So she has a habit of wanting to take food away to places and then eat it and then take it to other places and eat it. So she wanted to do that, but then it got crumples all over her bed. And then I tried to take it from her and she just got sick of that. So then she ran, she took it in her mouth and ran around to the, underneath the table and then like plopped it there and <laughs> ate it. So uh, very cute, very funny. Yeah, that was cute. Um, She's a one-year-old. I can't even believe it. I know. Biggie girl. I know. So, very fun. And Uncle Mike then came later and said happy birthday to her. He was there for someone, for something else to do with that. He wasn't there just for her. Just for her party, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he waited for me to return her home. I had gone somewhere with her and um, waited to say hi to her. So, that was fun. It was. And one last thing, I know the listeners are going to want to know the status of your skeletons, Cole. Did you put Valentine's things on them? No, I did not. Um, I only recently took the Christmas stuff down off of them. Um, so I guess I'm a little hypocritical there as far as you leaving your Christmas stuff up and <laughs> me having Christmas stuff up. But I, I own the fact that it's Christmas stuff and it was laziness. I didn't call it winter stuff. Whatever. So are your skeletons now naked or are they down? What do they look like now? How do you decorate no, them? I, I think I'm pretty much going to leave them up as long as I live here because they fill in that, that space nicely. Uh, I've got a lot of raven stuff, so I just kind of uh, filled them in with raven's decoration, paraphernalia, that kind of thing. You dressed them up in ravens. Yep. Yep. I got them all gussied up. <laughs> but I think the next time I'm going to redecorate them might be for Halloween and then Christmas again. Uh, yeah. I've found that it is not as easy to go out and find stuff for them as I thought it would be. So who knows? Maybe I'll I'll go out for 4th of July and try to find a, a couple of things for them. But I have so many Raven stuff. Like Sydney got me a uh, Raven's cooking apron um that's like just a little small for me but works super well for a skeleton so he's on that's on the centerpiece <laughs> skeleton and then i've got some hats i got the that's first uh, what? the first hat that i ever got the first raven's hat is obviously very small for me right now but it fits perfectly on them and I, I threw a couple of other things up there. My Raven's uh, Garden Gnome uh, that I named Joe Nomath. So, yeah, no, I, I had fun doing that. I did that the same day that I did all the Christmas decorating because I wanted to take all of that stuff off of the skeletons. I also had, a, like, a wreath and some garlands and stuff. So the, the skeletons abide. One thing you could put on them for Easter is perhaps an Easter bonnet. That is true. Or bunny ears. But an Easter bonnet works too. So for many people, getting a new outfit for Easter has been a long-standing tradition. So um, I think back on many Easters that we've had together and um, how nice it was to have a special Easter outfit. And oftentimes for me and mom, it would be an Easter hat that we would wear to church. We wouldn't normally wear hats to church, but this was one of the rare occasions where we 
um, definitely would. And oftentimes for people, the new outfit is not complete without a, a dress or suit and tie, shoes, and of course the Easter bonnet or I, hat. I feel like hat is something that in the United States we use a lot more. But not for Easter. Easter bonnet is, is a classic. That's very classic. Yes. Yeah. So the Easter bonnet has been a timeless part of this holiday tradition for the past decades. It was even popularized in the Irving Berlin song Easter Parade. But do you know the history behind this Easter headpiece? Yes. No. But oh no. I'll let I'll let you explain it anyways. <laughs> All right, smarty pants. <laughs> <laughs> the Easter bonnet actually originated as a European tradition. People would wear new clothes and hats to celebrate the coming of spring and meeting of Easter. I would say this would I saw um, when I was researching this, there are references that go even further back to Celtic traditions of like celebrating spring and where they would have like uh, leaves or, you know, flowers around their heads um, for different celebrations as well. So this goes back a while. Spring and Easter signal new life and rebirth. Getting a new outfit and hat was one way to honor that meeting. The first bonnets were circles of leaves and flowers to show the cycle of the seasons. It was also a time when many people attended church a few days in a row for Easter, and a time to see who was wearing the latest fashions. Ooh. Yeah. Fancy. Yeah. And this was at a time where, you know, church, in, in the olden days, church would last like a full day. <laughs> right, you know, yeah. Not just like a couple of hours, and then you go to grandma's afterwards right. for you know easter dinner and an easter egg hunt or whatnot right. or even at church right they have easter egg hunts at church and everything yeah too. sometimes they do yeah it wasn't until after the civil war that the tradition caught on in the united states the first easter after the war ended was known as the sunday of joy Mothers, wives, and daughters came out in mourning and replaced their dark clothes with outfits full of pastel colors and spring flowers to again signal a renewal of life. In the 1870s, the first Easter parade in New York City occurred. The Easter bonnet was brought into American pop culture by the Berlin Song in 1933. However, the parade and bonnets didn't peak in popularity until 1940s. Over 1 million people participated in the tradition in 1947. A year later, the headpiece received more attention from Berlin's film Easter Parade, starring Julie Garland and, friend, and Fred Astaire. The film depicted the Easter Parade, a popular walk people would take Easter morning from St. Patrick's Cathedral and down Fifth Avenue in New York City, which for some reason I never, I hadn't heard of pre, or maybe I have, I, I just didn't, it just didn't register my mind. Um, originally known as the Easter Parade and the Easter Bonnet Festival, the parade was an informal, often unorganized event. People were seen leaving church in their finest clothes and would stroll quickly. More people in churches began to join in. Parade goers would start the route at 10 a.m. and go from 5th Street to 57th Street, ending at 4 p.m. Well, um, during this time in America, the parade was at its peak. In 1947, over 1 million people participated in the tradition. One special part of the Easter parade was that everyone was dressed to impress. 
Women would try to outdo each other with their best Easter bonnets. The tradition became known for its extravagant bonnets. During tough times in United States history, such as the Great Depression, a new hat for Easter was a simple luxury that many people valued. Easter bonnets came in many different shapes, styles, and sizes. Normally, the hat is adorned with fresh spring flowers. Lilies, azaleas, and daffodils are popular flowers. Also, the traditional Easter flowers of tulips and hyacinths are also worn. Now, Easter bonnets have become more fun and outlandish, complete with Easter eggs, chickens, or I would say chicks, and other springtime characters. However, the elegant styles of bonnets are still warm. Unfortunately, since the 1950s, interest and participation in the Easter Parade and the Easter Bonnet Festival have decreased. Today, the Easter Parade is still held in New York City and attracts visitors to the area every year. Also, various states hold their own parades. There are still some women who continue wearing elegant bonnets and new clothes Easter morning, and families as well. Even the royal family participates in the tradition. It is also a popular school activity for children to make their own bonnet during Easter time. Whether you make your own or buy something new, there is nothing better than wearing your Easter bonnet with all the frills upon it on Easter morning. So any um, comments on Easter bonnets or the history of Easter bonnets? I know I know that throughout our lifetime as we've gone to churches on Easter morning, it's fun to look around because a lot of women had worn them. Now, there in the churches we've been at, there have been a, a quite a number of older women. Mm-hmm. And the older women, they definitely, yeah, they definitely get into it. Now, um, as a as a distinction, when we say bonnet, it's not like a like a pioneer's bonnet. It's like a usually a hat. Yes, a wide brim hat. A wide brim yes, hat. A wide brim hat. Now there are some some exceptions, notably um, Bonnie the Easter Bonnet from Here Comes Peter Cottontail. Oh, <laughs> she is the most famous. The most famous bonnet. Which isn't like a pioneer type bonnet, but it's kind of one of those... Um, it's an old-fashioned hat. It's close to the head. Right. It's a close to the head. It's kind of like a swingers yeah. era kind of looking yes. hat. Yes. Um, but it's pink and it's got a giant, uh, I don't know, a daisy or something on it with a big blue bow that the, the little Easter bonnet uses as its little arms. <laughs> As it's talking, and that's a Rankin Bass movie, so and this, of course, everything is very sensible. <laughs> well, she plays a key. She plays a key role in the movie as she accidentally distracts Peter Peter Cottontail, which then allows Iron and Tail this is from, to steal the eggs comes at Peter that Cottontail, moment. The Rankin Bass movie, correct? Right, right, right. It lets uh, the evil Iron Tail and his bat. Steal the eggs as Peter Cottontail yeah. travels back through time, trying to give them to people on different holidays. Yeah, definitely a fun Easter traditional show. <laughs> well, it's a fun. It's a fun. Right, trip. right. It's it, it is. It it's a very um, straightforward, uh, right, yeah. sensible show. When I when I think right. of it, I think of the word sensible, 
as as Bonnie the Easter Bonnet is also a very calm and sensible figure. She doesn't say anything like, whoa, it's me. No one bought me. I think that is one of her lines. But but the interesting thing, I think, about the Easter shows, right? There's the Easter Beagle, Charlie Brown. There's Here, Here Comes Peter Cottontail. And there's the Here, um, um, Easter Bunny's Coming to Town. The Christmas versions of those kind of shows try to show where the traditions of Christmas came from. The Easter versions of them just kind of went like way out there. They weren't so worried about trying to like validate traditions at all. They're they're just like you know we're they're just having fun. They're just having fun. No, awesome. historical There's accuracy no wasn't high up there on their priority list. Mm-mm. Not for Mm-mm. the Easter ones, no. <laughs> yep. There's no explanation of the Easter bunny. The Easter bunny just is. Yes. Yeah. He did. Yes, that's true. He is, and he's having fun because he lives and in everybody else in the spring area where all the bunnies that can talk and make things live of course april valley april valley april valley yeah yeah so um if you're ever interested in getting easter hat there are so many websites and places that you can find getting an easter bonnet for um your easter dress um there are all kinds of places online that you can get them but i Upon research, I also saw different stores that you can go in. And if you want to try the hats on, um, you can do that as well. So for the last bit of my section, what I will have us do as a family, and for those listening, I encourage you to do this as well, is to look up the most extravagant or ridiculous Easter bonnet that you can find on the web, and then we can share that with each other. Extravagant. So we're gonna do that now. Got it. <laughs> oh, wow, okay. So many great, great hats to pick from. There are. People can get very creative. Wow. Wow. Okay, I found one. I just sent it to you guys. Okay. So mine, a younger person is wearing it, but it's a whole Easter scene on her head that she actually has to hold with her hands as well as her head. It's got a tree on top of like a flat surface area. It has an Easter tree that's got Easter eggs hanging from it. It has a probably foot, foot and a half Easter egg underneath the tree. So that's how big the tree is. The tree's probably three feet, four feet tall on her head. And then there's an Easter bunny next to the egg on the flat area of the hat. So the hat is kind of a hat about six inches then it's flat where the grass and the easter bunny and the egg are and then there's a tree that comes out of the back of it um that's probably another four feet tall good grief that's crazy yeah that is crazy how about you cora mom all right mine is not it's not that it's not as crazy as dad so dad beats me so for mine, let me see here. Mine isn't as big as Dad's, but mine is a uh, a woman with a nest on her head and a very large egg that's cracked open with a chicken, <laughs> not a chick, a full chicken, act to mm-hmm. scale, actual size chicken, uh, kind of popping out of it. Yeah, I like yours because it's black and white, so you know this is like. This was elaborate for the time, right? Yeah, it was crazy <laughs> for the time. Right. It's a vintage yeah, one. Mom's is. looks vintage, too. Mine is also black and white, interestingly. 
It's a an Easter basket, and I want it noted that this is a hat that she is wearing without holding it up. So it's one that fits on her head, but it is fairly large. Easter basket, and inside is a stuffed rabbit and little ducklings, and um, different fabric. It looks like was a Easter quote unquote Easter grass. Uh, it was fabric, but it, it does. was quite quite um quite a headdress yeah cole's cole's looks like it has straps yours looks like maybe it has a strap on the side but it, it does kinda, look. it kind of looked like she's wearing it a little bit jaunty like a little bit it's on top of her head it doesn't like come across her head it's a little too, like little angled <laughs> like oh goodness, ooh, i'm cool yeah it actually the um there is a it's like a headband yeah if you can you oh, can yeah, see yeah. on uh -huh. the side uh-huh that it is held in place so it's like a headband with this on top but you'd have to have a good chunk of hair back there in order to yeah <laughs> to keep that on i sent you guys mine this is a mod so this is a modern picture it's colorful and it's from the easter parade so this is a guy um uh, and he has sunglasses on and it looks like so so his easter bonnet the base is made out of all flowers and it looks like it's about a yard wide it's very wide but it's all like on his head and it has it looks like a bird cage of some sort on top or maybe just like a flower like wiry flower thing and there are butterflies and chicks and a rabbit and i think eggs in they're nesting in that little cage area yeah yeah i think it's supposed to be yeah like an ornate gate or whatever very unique mm -hmm. yes yes so um i think we all did a great job choosing very unique easter bonnets yeah. i don't think that you'd find these um necessarily in your local church but by golly if you want to try any of the styles that you find go for it and send us a picture please very fun that is fun yeah it's a fun tradition i I don't know. Do you guys recall Easter um, at Disney? You know, we've talked about Disney quite a bit at the on the podcast, and we have gone to Easter when their Easter activities are going on. We've never gone for Easter itself. We're usually at home and have our own traditions at home for Easter, but we have been there during Easter time, and Easter time is actually a pretty big time uh, for Disney, and but. But we didn't. We never focused on that. So, do you guys remember Easter there at Disney? No. Yeah, at Disney. Having no. like bunnies. Easter traditions. At we Disney. might have seen like I, I I might remember like sculptures or something related to it, but not traditions. Yeah, it took me a little while to think about it, and then it's like, yeah, I kind of remember getting pictures, yeah, in front of like sculptures, bunny sculptures and stuff like that. But well, they have the Easter Mr. and Mrs. Easter Bunny there that you can take pictures with mm -hmm. I'm sure cole would love that <laughs> yeah no not not the world's biggest fan and then they had easter uh scavenger hunts which i think you guys were a little old when they created those where you basically get a page and you have to go around finding where they have these easter egg sculpt sculptures in the park and then you got something at the end if you've kind of found them all or whatever from from disney so uh, that was always uh, a fun thing and, and they do disney specific things um, at the parks. But as I was looking up uh, Easter, I kept noticing this um, 
Easter egg with legs, arms, and bunny ears. But the rest of them was still in the egg. So no head, just the egg. And I found that this actually originated out of Japan, which kind of hmm. set me down this path to the question of does Japan celebrate Easter? Because they're not a Christian nation. And, you know, a lot of the holidays, even if you just celebrate the secular part of it, the nation that celebrates it was, you know, founded on Christian pr principles. Um, so... Uh, so I kind of went down this little bit of a rabbit hole <laughs> for <laughs> <Good> Easter. <one. laughs> uh, and um, so I thought it was a little interesting just to talk about Japan in general and kind of how they celebrate Western holidays. So you don't really necessarily think of Japan's with the Western holidays, but they actually uh, do celebrate a lot of our holidays um, with twists to them. Easter has actually taken a little longer than the other holidays to take off, but it now is starting to take off. And as I mentioned, you know, considering its Christian origins, um, you know, Japan itself only has a, around 1% of its population that um, have the Christian faith. And then the rest of the, the, uh, the majority of, of Japan uh, faithful are either Shinto or Buddhist. Um, so they have different celebrations and festivals associated with that. Uh, but Japan has taken on Christmas, as we've talked about, Halloween, Valentine's Day, and now Easter to heart. Uh, but with this Japanese twist. Christmas, for instance, we've talked about, is often celebrated with, you guys remember? What's the big thing in Japan for Christmas? Kentucky Fried Chicken. Remember, they, they love Kentucky Fried Chicken so for, for Christmas. Um, it's one of those unique ways that Japan celebrates the day. Now, Valentine's Day, I actually wasn't that familiar with this. Uh, they also have taken on Valentine's Day in Japan. It actually started in the 30s, but it wasn't until the 70s that it really kind of took off. Um, and this is a day where a woman gives a present to the object of their affection. It's very much a one-way transaction, and the recipient doesn't return the gesture until a month later on a day called White Day. Um, so White Day is March 14th, um, you know, at least this year. I don't know if it's always on March 14th, but it's on March, March 14th this year. So you have February 14th and then March 14th. The gift on Valentine's Day is often chocolates or sweets um, that are often man handmade. Mm -hmm. But not always, but often. It's given to someone, uh, someone the woman is romantically interested in. Um, she can also give... Uh, kind of like obligatory chocolate to male friends or colleagues, uh, but that's not the, really the main purpose of the day. Then on White Day, March 14th, the object of her affection that she gave the chocolate to can reciprocate with a gift of their own, but the rule states that it must be worth three times the value of her present. Isn't that funny? Yeah. And it can be chocolates, but it also could be other things like jewelry, clothes, those, those sorts of things. So I, I thought that was kind of an interesting twist that they've created two holidays yeah out of the the one day yeah and the men have to definitely exceed the initial gift by three yeah that's, that's funny. right now spring is actually you know that's when easter takes place in spring and spring is a great time to visit japan and they actually do hold some like easter egg hunts they have a lot of spring decor out um even if they're not celebrating easter um, they do celebrate spring in a lot of their religions as well. So there is a lot of special foods out there, um, special festivals out there, um, whether most of them are not associated with 
with Japan, but but some of them are. You can do your own Easter egg hunts in in a lot of places in the in Japan because there's just so many parks and things like that. As I was looking through the festivals in Japan, there are over three hundred thousand festivals across Japan in a given year. Good grief! Because every small town, every shrine, every village has its own uh, festival to honor. Um, um, like a historical event or family members or the deity that they worship That's cray cray. or a season. So there's just like so many festivals. It's just crazy. That's funny. Yes. So I thought it was interesting when I was looking uh, up Easter stuff that this character would come up that, that was basically an egg with feet and arms and hands and then like a, a set of Easter ears on top of it. And I found out that it was actually a creation by Disney in uh, Disney Sea in Tokyo. Oh. And it's called Usatama. So that's kind of the connection between the what I was talking about. Easter is important for Disney. Mm -hmm. Japan's kind of taking on Easter. And now they've created this thing as of 2017 called Usatama. So here's the backstory, which is also not a complete backstory. <laughs> so okay. you tell me what you think. So one day before Easter... Something was sent from Toontown to Mickey Mouse, who's preparing for Easter. And the something kind of looks like an egg with arms, um, but it's like a, like almost like a machine looking thing. Um, it looked like a machine to make Easter eggs. So they turned on the switch and a whole bunch of Easter eggs started coming out. And, they're gonna, and Goofy says, gosh, that will sure make everyone happy. Well, suddenly a weird egg came out. The egg had hands and feet. And it was moving in a shaky way with rabbit ears and the tail. So it has like a puffy tail at the end. I forgot that attached to it. And that was the birth of the Usatama. Oh. That's that's the entire story okay. of the Usatama. So, but the Usatama is, it causes mischief. Oh. Yes. Another classic mischief character. And they have to collect them all. They have to get them all. So the Easter celebration, they actually have a whole parade that's uh, based on the Usatama. In Disney, in Disney Sea in, in Tokyo, and uh, it's called Usutama on the Run, and all the main characters, Disney characters, dress up in these um, in the parade are dressed up in these special outfits that are their Usutama hunting uh, outfits, oh. and they're all very colorful, and they have like nets, and they have like all kind of stuff oh, on the cute. floats, and the Usutamas are all over the floats causing ha havoc, right? Okay. and havoc meaning like they're changing the time on a clock. Or they're coloring something they shouldn't be coloring. Or they're moving something, right? Yeah. It's like that minor mischief um, that Cole laments that he was never allowed to do in the house. Um, <laughs> True. <laughs> I was just telling Kelia about that the other day. Oh, were you? Because <laughs> we were talking about pranks and, uh, uh, what is it, April Fool's Day. April Fool's and Day. And I was like, right. I got to do it. I didn't even get to do it. I did it once. <laughs> never oh, again. I didn't like that. And I remember I just like moved a tissue box around or something like that. And you were like, no. <laughs> I don't like pranks. But guess the egg gets to do what it wants to do. <laughs> the, yeah, the Usatama gets to go everywhere and do what it wants. And it's all over the park. It becomes a big thing all over the park to find the Usatamas. And they, have, they actually have like dance parties with Usatama songs in it. And That's the funny. Usatamas will come out and dance with the, the people... The parade itself is called what is it? Usatama Great Escape. That's what the parade is called. So it's a huge thing. 
Well, now that Usatama character is now has moved beyond Disney and is actually just in Japan, kind of as a thing. Okay. So, which I think is hilarious. And then they created this other thing called. Hold on one second, guys. They created something called the Usapio, which is a um, chick, a fluffy, cute chick yeah. with bunny ears on it. Yeah. Um, so now they have the Us- Usapio. And apparently the Usatama name comes from a combination of two words, Japanese words, rabbit, usagi, usagi, U-S-A-G-I, usagi, and egg, tama. So they combine those two to create Usatama. And I'm guessing Pia must be chick. Yeah. Um, so now they have these little chicks in there. Uh, but they're adorable. And obviously there's a ton of merchandise that you can get associated with the Usatama and the Usapia now, um, not just in Disney, but across the um, across across Japan. And I think it's interesting how Japan's an interesting place where they're still creating traditions. Like traditions are still kind mm-hmm. of um, happening. So I was trying to think of what would be the equivalent of something kind of new that's taken hold in the United States. And I thought of one example of something across all the different holidays. Can you think of anything that um, that is more new that has kind of like taken hold on the holidays? The one I thought of, which is kind of funny because it's old but it's new, is Elf on the Shelf. So the Elf itself yes. has been around for generations, mm. but the Elf on the Shelf concept was, you know, somebody created a book about that Elf and then it took off and now it's merchandise, now it's stories, now... Right. I mean, we see so many people posting about... The elf on the shelf and what it does in their house. Right, and at Christmas time, it's it, a lot of times it'll be. Yep. Um, December first to the twenty fifth. Yeah, that's right. And um, and you see different things on Pinterest to give you ideas, yep. and they're really cute. And then you see things about mothers complaining. Yeah. <laughs> it's that, like, that, why are we doing it every day the now? Mischievous why we do it every little week? elf. Yes, that's right. Because you have to keep up with it. But yeah, yeah. you're right. Now they do it for Valentine's Day sometimes or yeah. Easter. That elf can come out and yeah. have different times. Yeah. 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 So that's kind of a new phenomenon for the United States. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, Easter's a fun time. Easter's fun not only because of Easter, but it also there's a lot of other things going on kind of in this season with St. Patrick's Day. With uh, We have the, um, the Cherry Blossom Festival in D.C. that'll you know be in the Easter season as well as the flowers come out. The mm-hmm. red buds are a huge thing out here mm-hmm. in Northern Virginia um, in Shenandoah Valley that are beautiful. So it's a really, really fun time of year. Our future festivities are for the week of March 14th. March 14th is National Pie Day, P-I. Okay, that's what I was wondering. March 15th, which we didn't mention as a major holiday, but everyone knows it is, is the Ides of March. So don't forget to get your Ides of March Decor out? Decor out. <laughs> a lot of stabby knives. <laughs> March 16th, National Panda Day. March 17th, St. Patrick's Day. March 18th, Awkward Moments Day. March 19th, National Let's Laugh Day. March 20th is spring. Spring begins March 20th. Wow. That's crazy. March 21st, National Common Courtesy Day. March 22nd, National Goof Off Day. March 23rd, National Puppy Day. Noel, that's your day. March 24th, National Cheesesteak Day. March 25th, Tolkien Reading Day. Hmm. Uh, J.R. Tolkien, the 
writer of The Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings trilogy. March 26th is the Epilepsy Awareness Day, or Purple Day, it's also called. And March 27th is National Scribble Day. You can follow us on Twitter. We are at Holiday underscore Moons. On Instagram, we are at Holiday Moons, all one word. We have a Facebook group and a Facebook page. You can find us by searching Holiday Moons in the search bar. And we have an email. You can email us at any time at holidaymoons at gmail.com. So for Cole, Sydney, Beth, and Randy, Happy Easter! Here comes Peter Cottontail, hopping down the bunny trail. Hippity hopping Easter's on its way. Bring in every girl and boy, baskets full of Easter joy, things to make your Easter bright and gay. He's got jelly beans for Tommy, colored eggs for Sister Sue. There's an orchid for your mommy and an Easter bonnet too. Oh, here comes Peter Cottontail. Hopping down the bunny trail, hippity hoppity happy Easter day. Cottontail Hopping down the bunny trail Hippity hopping Easter's on its way Try to do the things you should Maybe if you're extra good He'll roll lots of Easter eggs your way You wake up on Easter morning And you know that he was there when you find those chocolate bunnies that he's hiding everywhere. Oh, here comes Peter Cottontail, hopping down the bunny trail. Hippity hoppity happy Easter day. Hippity hoppity happy Easter day.